Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy, and I am your host, Nancy Hugo. Happy New Year. I hope 2024 is a healthy and prosperous year for all of us. Well, after six years of doing Home Design Chat with Nancy, I started a Facebook page. Obviously, it took me all this time, but I did make the time. And so if you look under Facebook, the name of it is, of course, Home Design Chat with Nancy, and you can become a friend. Please do. I'm reposting a show that I recorded several months ago. It's very important for those who will remodel this year. The name of it is What to Know Before You Sign That Contract. Please listen and take notes. I've included a lot of important information. I'll be back next week with a new podcast. And again, Happy New Year, and thanks for listening. Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy, and I'm your host, Nancy Hugo. Well, today is March 5th, and I have something really important that I want to share with you guys. From the beginning, when I started doing podcasts, I thought education was my prime concern, and it still is. So I, everything I know, I try to share with you as far as the design industry goes. And also that goes for my guests. They're always the experts in their field and they share their knowledge with you. Well, today's something different. I had a text from a friend this week and I thought I'm going to share this with you and hopefully you will learn from it. So the text asked me if I knew anybody at a particular tile store. I thought, well, I've known this person for a very long time. I helped her through the remodel of her bathroom. Let me see what's going on. So I called her. Well, she is going to do her kitchen. Now, why aren't I on site or why am I not more involved? It's because she's about 40 miles from me. So she knows enough. And she also knows that if she has any questions, she can always call me. But the conversation started out with, hey, why do you need to go to a tile place? What's going on? And her response was, I'm going to do my kitchen over. Well, I had been at the house when she moved in, and I thought it was a really nice kitchen. It was dated, but not a big deal. Um, I added a couple of things, moved a piece of furniture into her kitchen, and we used it as a coffee bar. That being said, she had added some rollout, so she got a uh, company that does rollouts for your kitchen cabinets. And she had that done and everything was kind of nice until she got this brainstorm. I want to remove these old cabinets. I want to get new ones. I want to change the countertop. And so she was asking me if I knew anybody that could help her with the uh, picking out the backsplash tile at this um, store, at this showroom that she was going to go to. So the conversation went like this. So you're doing your kitchen over. Well, have you chosen everything? She said at that point she hadn't chosen anything. She knew she wanted the same footprint that she had. And she was going to um, replace the cabinets with the same look. Whether it was frame or frameless, she had no clue what she had. I determined that she did have frame cabinets. Now, we all know what a frame cabinet is. When you open your door, and I told her to open her wall cabinet uh, door, 
And is there space by the hinging where you can put your finger behind the frame? So hers obviously was a frame cabinet. With a frameless construction cabinet, you open the door and your hinge is actually on the side wall of the cabinet. So when you close the door, you don't see any hinging. So that's, and frameless cabinets have been around for a long time, but since her house was a tract house that was built several years ago, I knew it had to be frame. So my question was, have you asked your contractor if you can reuse your rollouts? Now, having a frame cabinet, her rollouts had to be built out on the side so that when you pull the rollout out of the cabinet, it clears the frame. You possibly could use these same cabinets in your frameless cabinets. Um, it's, it'd be up to the contractor, but this was a good question for her to ask him. She also said that she trusted him implicitly, and we talked about um, her choices for a countertop. I know she wanted engineered stone. Now she asked me, what's the difference between engineered stone and quartz? And obviously they're the same. It's just the marketing. But rather than go with granite, she chose the easy maintenance uh, engineered stone. My suggestion was that the tile on the backsplash was not going to be the mosaic tile. Uh, pick a larger format because the mosaic tiles are dated. We're not using them as much anymore. Uh, she didn't really know that much about picking out the colors of the tile, but I suggested to her that she uh, try to get samples from the, the showroom so that she can bring them home and see what she likes. Um, and, you know, at that point, she did talk about appliances that she was going to keep most of the appliances. Small kitchen. She didn't have that many appliances. But since we're on the subject of appliances, I want to talk about Monogram. Monogram, as you know, is one of my sponsors, and they have intelligent appliances. Um, they also have smart HQ apps that go with those smart appliances. So if you happen to purchase a Monogram smart appliance, you can actually control it with an app on your phone. You don't have to. This is not necessary. Um, but you can have a smart app with a, an appliance that isn't smart. So as I've said every week, you've got to make sure that your appliance that you're getting is programmed to use the app. But anyway, Monogram has some new appliances they're coming out with, and I will be having uh, the rep here in the next few weeks to explain to us what they've um, introduced at KBIS, which is the Kitchen and Bath Show in Vegas so if you want to learn more about Monogram, you can visit their website, monogram.com. If you're in the market for new appliances, I suggest that you visit your appliance showroom. Uh, make an appointment because if they're good uh, salespeople, they're busy. So you want to make sure that you have their time for you. And if they have a working kitchen, it's possible if you can ask them for their schedule so that you can actually be part of their a demo when they show their working kitchen. So go to monogram.com and you'll learn more about monogram appliances. So getting back to my friend's kitchen, now having the small kitchen that she did, if she did want to um, stay with the same dishwasher 
and then replace it a year later. It's a standard 24-inch opening, so that's not a big deal. She had a freestanding range, so that is a 30-inch opening, and you can replace that um, as a freestanding, and you can just slide it in, slide it out. She did talk about her microwave. She has a microwave space saver, which is hung over the uh, stove or the range. And she said, well, I better get one now, but she doesn't really have to. She can also replace that in a year or so because they're all the same as far as a 30-inch right-to-left opening. So the appliances weren't a big deal. She mentioned that she had to replace her flooring, and I suggested that she use the large format. She didn't realize that she could go to a tile showroom and get tile for her backsplash as well as her floor. And that's a good um, place to go when they have a big assortment of tiles because then you can see how the wall tile on the backsplash is going to work with the floor because all your samples are right there. I suggested she go with a larger format for the floor, maybe uh, 24 by 24 or 12s by 24. Uh, you have less grout that way. So that's a good idea. So as far as the sink, I did say to her, now don't forget you need an undermount sink. And she suggested or she actually said that she wanted stainless steel because that's what she preferred. You want to make sure that you get a good quality stainless steel sink, whether it's a double bowl or a single bowl. And if you get the higher the gauge, the thinner the stainless steel is. So you want to make sure that you have a good gauge stainless steel sink. Well, you know stainless steel is going to scratch, but that's the beauty of it. You really can't see the scratches. It's a low-maintenance item, so she wanted that. And also the faucet, she said, I'm not into fancy faucets. I just want to get a new one. Now, with that being said, let's talk about the contractor uh, giving her a time to get the contract signed. She felt pressured because she called me on a Monday, or I called her, and he was giving her till Thursday to sign his contract. Now, that's where the red flags went up, even though she trusted him. I don't feel that you should sign a contract. And this is not a cheap uh, remodel. Once you do a kitchen, you know, you're into several thousand dollars. But I asked her what his contract uh, specified as far as the finishes, as far as what kind of sink did he say he was going to give you? Well, he didn't. Every item that I asked her about, he had an allowance. There's an allowance for this and for that and for that. That's not a contract that you want to sign. You want to make sure that this contractor absolutely knows what you want. The last thing you need when the, con when the project is done is to look at it and go, well, why do I have that sink? Why do I have that faucet? And... I'm not really sure about these cabinets. Yeah, it's the right color, but nobody went over it with her as far as the layout and what she can get in the cabinets. So you want to make sure that every single thing you're getting, you know about. There's no surprises. Now, well, let's talk about an item that you're given an allowance for. This is how it works. He gives you an allowance for a faucet, $200. But you find a faucet that's 
$350. That means that he's already added that $200 into his contract. So you owe him $150 so he can order it. Now, a lot of contractors will do this to keep the price down. Because when they total up everything, they've included their labor, the tax, the overhead, and also the allowances. Well, if they use lowball allowances, your total price at the end of the contract is going to say less than if you said, no, I want this thing for $350 and I want this countertop and this and this and this. And you actually point out the items with the model numbers he has to price it. Then he should put those items, those specifics in his contract. So a lot of people will want the job. And if they know they're bidding against somebody, they just want it to look attractive. They say, well, my contract is this much. This other guy is a lot more. But he's included the actual prices for the products, whereas the first guy didn't. So when you're going to remodel, and I keep saying this over and over, you've got to do your homework. You've got to go out to the stores and you've got to look at what you like and then get the information. Now, they're not going to give you the wholesale price. They're going to give you the retail price, but that will help you determine how much you're going to spend. Then the contractor gets his builder price and if you think that the faucet is actually 350, he can get that same faucet for 275. That's what he's going to purchase, but he's not going to tell you that because they all feel they have to make money on something. In addition to their labor and their overhead, they want to make a um a fair amount of money on the items. So be aware of that. Now I'm going to talk about Studio 41 because that's one of the places where I go to pick out my plumbing fixtures and my handles, which can really add up. But they've got a very large selection of handles, cabinet handles. Well, they also have handles for doors, interior doors, exterior doors, you name it, they have it. But I like Studio 41. First of all, because it's local, I can go to the one in Scottsdale and they have fair pricing. They have a beautiful showroom and they also have a large selection for you to pick from. They have many showrooms in Illinois. So if you're not in Illinois and you're not in Arizona, then you have to go on their website. Their website is shopstudio41, the number 41.com, and you can see the whole selection of items that they offer. They also have Kohler, among a, a lot of other items. I use uh, Brizo, Kohler, Delta, and uh, whatever else the customer likes because I usually meet them at the showroom. So when I do a uh, remodel job, I don't pick the item, by the way. I meet the client at the showroom, whether it's Tile, whether it's Studio 41, and I see what they like. I know the prices, I know what their budget is, and I can steer them to an item that would fit in their budget. If they particularly pick an item that's more than what we had in their budget, they should be aware of that. I do tell them, and then that's just an add-on to their budget price for the remodel. But anyway, when you want to look at uh, cabinet hardware, and plumbing fixtures, then you should go to 
shopstudio41.com. So back to the contractor and his contract. So I did talk to my friend today and she has signed the contract and she did her homework. So it was a small project. So she was able to be specifics with her floor tile, her countertop, um, her faucet, sink, backsplash tile. So she gave him that information. He included it in his contract, which is a fair thing to do. But there is another way you can work with a contractor if he's willing, and that would be a cost plus. So cost plus contracts include the contractor's labor and overhead, and then a percentage that he's going to add to the items. So he can say, well, I'm going to charge you 20% handling. He will then order the product that you choose. You see the invoice and say it's the faucet and he paid 275 for it you sign off you see that contract that should include tax but if not he'll charge you tax at the end of the contract and then he will charge you his 20% or 25% whatever he then has to pick up the item he gets it installed and that's all included now I will say that if you tell your contractor, well, I already bought the faucet. I'm getting it from an online website. And uh, be aware, if the contractor uses that product and there's something wrong with it, you're responsible because you purchased it. So it's easier to have your contractor purchase the product, have him be responsible, and depending on the state you live in, there's a warranty of a year, two years, whatever it is. If that faucet goes bad before that allotted time, the contractor is responsible for taking it out and getting it replaced and then installing it. So I always say, don't go buying your stuff online because that creates a headache. Um, another thing is... Don't start your project until all of your products are in. In other words, they've been ordered. You know what the lead time is. And if there's an item that has a long lead time and it's going to hold up the project uh, finish time, then you don't want to start the project until you know when that product is going to be delivered. So most contractors don't like to start the job until they have all of the product on the job site. Your biggest lead time is probably going to be cabinets, especially with the supply chain problems, which we still have, and they're getting better. Some products are being delivered much quicker than they used to be. But if you start a job before any of your products have been ordered or delivered or have a delivery date, your finished project is going to take much longer because you won't know when these products are going to be delivered. So it's even though you're in a hurry to get everything done, just make sure that you are on the same page with your contractor. They don't like to start jobs before they have all the product online because they want to know when they can finish so they can go to the next job. So everybody should um, be in sync with that. Well, I think that's just about everything I've covered with my friend. 
Uh, she's excited about her kitchen, and I think she's she really in her wish list doesn't have anything that's odd. You know, I'm talking about supply chain issues and delivery of product. If you were to do a project and you wanted a certain bathtub, for instance, and there was a shortage of that particular bathtub, and you didn't know that, you just had your heart set on that, and nobody told you what the lead time was, that's another reason why your project is going to be um, missing your due date for completion. So try not to pick the odd stuff. There are certain things that you really like, um, whether it's a bathtub, a faucet, um, and you go you know, for some of the odd stuff, that's when your um, project is going to take longer than you thought. So typically stay with the common stuff. You know, not to say that you want a mundane project. You can have a beautiful project with real high-end uh, materials or medium. Um, it doesn't really matter what you pick. Check the lead time. Anyway, I wish you all good luck with your project. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed and got a lot of information out of this podcast. I know it was a little short, but I just wanted to share the um, conversation that I have with my friend. I'm sure that everything's going to turn out, but she's lucky because she calls me or texts me every time she runs into a problem and I'm there for her. So if you have a question or a problem, you can always email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And if you would subscribe to the uh, podcast on the platform that you listen, that would help because every time I publish a podcast, then it automatically goes into your list. And I do publish every week. So any questions or if you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website for design nancyhugo.com. I hope you enjoyed this. Good luck with your projects. Like I said before, hopefully you don't run into any problems. Uh, stand up for your rights with your contractor. Um, make sure that you check his references. Make sure that you see his work before you sign his contract. And um, good luck. Have a great day. Talk to you next week. Bye now. <music>